Hey guys, how we doing? Black and white Christianity coming at you. Episode 24, modern day idolatry. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. What are we, uh, what are we worshiping other than Jesus Christ? Um, so we're glad you're here and, uh, we hope you enjoy. Hope you, uh, get with us on Instagram and some of these other platforms that we're on. Tyreek, good to see you. Good to see you. How is everything, man? It's good. It's good. You know, the kids are growing and it's hot outside and, you know, how are the bugs over there in North Carolina? <laughs> they still got a saddle on their back. So, you know, they're doing all right. They're doing all right. Pre- right. Prehistoric, as always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Way to so, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Guys, tonight we're just going to talk about... Um, in the Old Testament, they had idols they would make, fashion from gold and silver, bow down, make incense, slaughter their own children too. Uh, what, what are we doing um, today? And we want to talk about this because I think it's important because I think when people read the Bible, they can look at those things and say, well, we don't do none of that today. So, I mean, we're good. You know, I don't, I don't really do that kind of religious idolatry. And so, therefore, you know, I'm, 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 I'm okay. So, one of the things I wanted to talk about, let's Let's uh, read some scripture. Did you have any scripture that you wanted to read? Start us off with. Um, I'll follow up on you. Okay. So one of the things is First um, Corinthians ten seven. First Corinthians ten seven says, "Do not be idolaters, as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality, as some of them did." And twenty thousand fell in a single day. What what are we what are we talking about here? What what are we talking about here? Do not be idolaters. So specifically here, we're talking about pleasure. Notice what they're doing in this passage. They're sitting down to eat and drink, and then they're rising up to play. Well, that word "play" is ambiguous, and it's talking about sexual things of some of such orgies and and carousing and such things. So uh, that is one form of idolatry: pleasure. We are, we are subject to that a lot, especially as men. We're both men on this podcast, and so uh, I can speak to that personally. Uh, that was a big idol in my life for a long, long time. Um, but that is, that is one form that I think a lot of people struggle with. Another is convenience, pleasure, convenience, comfort. Um, <laughs> they may have been sacrificing their children back then to Moloch on a bronze statue with a bull with his hands out. Uh, hoping that they would either be fertile or the crops would grow well. We do over here, we sacrifice our children for uh, comfort, uh, convenience and comfort. So uh, if we have a pregnancy that we didn't expect, uh-oh, well, I'll just go to the Planned Parenthood Clinic and we will get that taken care of. Small note, praise God that Roe versus Wade was overturned on the federal level. So now it's not federally established abortion throughout the land. So thank God for that. Um, how about you, that, Tyreek? You got Go that ahead. situation here uh, put a light on a lot of people you may not have thought would be for something like that. They were there, you know, sometimes those kind of conversations don't come up, you know. Uh, I mean, who, who really talks about killing babies anyway? But I mean, I'm just saying. Sometimes those kind of conversations don't come up. You have those, you have back and forth with people and in your mind, in your mind, you have written them off. It's like, oh, these people, they're, 
good people, good solid people. And then something like that happens and then you get to watch their reaction to it and it opens your mind. I'm not saying that they're, they, they could be misguided or whatever, but at the end of the day, like no one is good. You know, like, like only, only God, the father is good. No one is good. So we can't assume that people are good, decent, any of that. You have to vet, you have to, um, you know, test the spirit. I wanted to read Colossians chapter three and five. It says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Wow. Mm, What a list. Uh, Not only just that, (laughs) like you said, we, most people, including myself, I'm not going to be, uh, like funny about this, including myself, did not think that sexual immorality was idolatry. Thought it was sexual immorality, a sin. I understood sexual immorality to be a sin. Idolatry? I did not think that. Uh, um, impurity? Wild. Lust? Another thing that's kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, who? I don't know anybody that's not lustful. Like, I'm sorry. Like, even, even the most nunnish, uh, you know, people that, like, you may come across, like, eventually conversation is going to come up and they're going to get involved in that. There is, something's going to, you know, start them up. Right? Like, so evil desires, that, that kind of makes sense. Greed makes sense. Um, some of these things just caught me off guard as under the, umbrella of idolatry which leads me to uh, like which leads me to the point that the the bible tells us that we need to have a reformation of our mind we have to come out of the things like you said the comfort that's me that speaks to who i am like you know um how how i conduct myself i like to do things that that keep I don't, I don't like to be inconvenienced. I like to try to find a path of least resistance, obviously, within scriptural basis. But then when I read this, it comes at the fact that we need to remember that we're servants. And servants aren't concerned about their comfort or anything like that. All they're concerned about is bringing a return, being seen favorable in their master's eyes. That's all they're really concerned about. They don't want to be that slothful servant that's like, you know what, uh, your employment here has run its course off of this head. Like, no, no, nobody wants to do that. It's, that that's literally how it was. You either were producing or you were dying it's one or the other and uh yeah as you had spoken um to earlier is that that inward that self-worship all of these things we we have to run from these things we have to run from these things that our flesh desires that uh, christianity is a hard sell I'm sorry. Like I like I have to say that right now. You truly have to be called to be a believer because Christianity is a hard sell. Pretty much everything that you think that you may want to do or you want to keep or whatever, all of that has to be counted for not. You gotta like leave all of that in the past, pick up your cross and follow Christ. You have to count the cost. And I truly don't think that we have here in this nation counted the cost a lot of people are claiming christ and don't know the first thing about it and you know and for me to be on here with you and to be 
expounding on scripture and stuff like that. And for something that I'm sure I've read over and over and over again to hit me the way it has for this podcast of these things being considered idolatry. I don't know. Do you, do you, did, did any of that kind of like, wow, that's idolatry. Did any of that hit you in the head and be like, when you, when you, when you uh, wrap it with self worship and self like idolatry. Yeah. It makes sense because oh. when, you know, yeah. Masturbation, pornography, carousing, uh, uh, anything that has to do with the flesh would be self-worship. You know, you're, you're pleasing yourself. So you're, you're putting yourself on the pedestal other than God. You sit on the throne of your life, not God. And so, yeah, if, and so if that's the case, if you sit on the throne of your life, whatever you want, you're going to go and get, and you're going to do it for yourself because you worship yourself. It's, it's a, um, it's a, it's a very, what's the word I'm looking for? It starts with an N when you only consider yourself, um, I can't think about it. I can't, I can't remember. It's um, anyway, <clears throat> another, when you were talking, we also do this to people. We idolize people. We idolize different people that we know. And I think it's interesting because as I was, you know, doing a little bit of pre-studying for this podcast, it hit me, right? Because we have a, 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 I won't say game show, but like a talent show called American Idol. And we're ready to make you as a gifted person, an idol, to some of these other upcoming people. And they will look to you um, as an idol. Like, look, they did it. And look at how awesome they are. I want to be like them. Instead of being like, look at Jesus. I want to be like him. We're saying, look at that person. I want to be like him. I'm going to roll this in to sports now because we do that a lot. With sports and the and the, the the crazy thing is parents impose on their kids to be like these people because if they are like these people, guess what? They get paid well. And if they get paid well, they'll do well. And they'll take care of mom and dad later on down the road. And so you have this, you have this entire rolling in of sports, money, people, and then right at the end, family. We, 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 we hinge that right over with worship of family. And in the end of that, because even, even then, when you're trying to push your family member, your child, whoever, to be in that place and use their God-given ability to be able to do whatever they need to do to bring in the money, like at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, but when you succeed, we succeed. Don't forget right. the little here so the the chain starts with self and it ends with self so it it's yeah like you said it's a big circle and it just keeps going like whatever it is like you said that that pleasure aspect the you know oh no i don't know what y'all talking about but i gotta get back we gotta watch the game we're watching the game tonight oh. you know this boy is on it's crazy yep and, and you know these things go ahead finish your thought these things take on so many different forms that sometimes as believers it's easy for us to look outside of ourselves and look at other people and say wow i can't believe that you know last dance is coming on and you got to roll out like you can't you can't be here for bible study or you know oh oh i can't believe that like you know (laughs) 
it's Sunday and we're going to a basketball or football game because your child's playing. Like we're not, we're not holding this line and we're looking at them in that way and looking at that form of idolatry, but then you'll come over here and then you, like you said, you know, I've had a long day. I, I could use a little release, you know, and this and that and this and all these different kind of things like that. And you, you don't, you're not looking into the scriptures to see that something like that is is idolatry. It's self worship. You can fall into that greed. Just enough, the Bible says. Give me just enough. I, I don't, I don't want excess. And I'm trying not to be in this in this extremely low place. I don't, I don't want to. I want it just enough so that I can keep focused on you. I don't want to get sidetracked on, on on my wealth or my hunger pains or anything like that. It's these these kind of things are are blaring when you're looking at somebody else and when you're looking outside of yourself. But it's, it's so hard to introspect and look at yourself and make sure that you are not doing these kind of things, you know? Um, it's like, you know, there's, you're, you're trying to pull a moat out of your brother's eye, but you have a beam in yours. Mm-hmm. The, the part that I was going to talk about is when you were talking about, you know, we, people idolize sports so hard. They know stats. They know scripture. They can rattle off this person's thing and this person, though, they had rushed for this many yards. But it's like, well, what about what about what the Bible says here? Well, I don't know. And see, you'll know what their treasure is by what they desire, what's in their heart, what comes out of their mouth. Like you said, the moment that that idol comes to pulling, oh, crap, what time is it? Oh, the game is on. Pew, I'm gone. I'm headed to this thing or, or whatever. My shows are on. Like my what, whatever the case may be, I've got to get back to that. That's more important. Now, what would it look like if somebody was like, what time is it? Oh, I got to get to Bible study. Look out, y'all. I got to go to Bible study. I don't, I don't see that. I don't. And these are believers that talk more about football than they do about Jesus. Now, what is that saying? Look at look at how look at how sports are set up. Look at how they're set up, right? You have the you have the refs, which are like the priests, right? They they regulate what happens in the temple that you're in. You've got the players, which are like your gods. They have their name across the back. They are doing the playing. Uh, under the supervision of the priests. And then you have the stands that look like a coliseum that go up, up, up. And you've got all these people that chant and scream and worship. If only a church service looked like that. If only we were singing about Christ to that level that we're doing. And the crazy part is you'll throw money at them too. You'll throw money, you'll throw praise, you'll throw your time, everything. And you'll idolize them. And they are your gods. Jesus takes a backseat. I grew up with so many people that, yes, they come to church. But like you said, oh, my kid's playing a sport today. Excuse me. I won't be there. This is more important. This is a priority. Sports are a priority over things of God, the, the holy communion, the fellowship with believers, the studying the word, prayer. No, I'm sorry. I've got to go to a football game. That's a shame. Mm. With that being said, I, I appreciate what you said there about the names on their backs. I want to go ahead and read Psalm chapter 49 and 11. It says, the tombs will remain their houses forever. 
their dwellings for endless generations, though they name though they had named lands after themselves. This is another thing that we as a just just a, a, the human race, that is something that we do. When when you look at businesses and stuff like that, Walmart, that's a that's like like that's these these are names. These are people's names. Like um uh all, all the different brands. I didn't I didn't write any of them down because I don't get into it like that, but there's so many different name brands that are actually people's last names that like people go, Oh, I gotta have this on me. You know what this is? This is beep beep deep beep. Like, you know, like I gotta have that on my body. All kinds of stuff like that. You <laughs> on a light segue. And Halloween, when you get dressed up, one of the main things that you are doing is you are changing your identity. When you put on this outfit or when you put on that outfit or when you when you put this kind of mask on, when you do that kind of thing, you are changing your identity. And the the wild part about the situation is, okay, yeah, we all know about Halloween, but how much so is that the case for day-to-day life? How much is that the case for the J's you put on your feet? How much is that the case for the for the watches, the name brand watches you put on, the rings you put on, the all the different kind of things like that? And I understand people like, oh, you know, I do fashion for me. Nonsense. Nonsense. You do that so people can feast your eyes on your ability to put together an outfit or to show off your wealth or whatever. And that's why people die over shoes. That's why people die over watches, die over jewelry, um, you know, cars, whatever. You you get all of this stuff so you can feast your eyes on it. It's not going to do you any good. It only brings you suffering in the end. So many people are gone because they decided that they wanted to rock some very expensive things in a very not well-to-do place. Mm. And you, you have to keep your mind on things that are spiritual. And it just keeps coming and hitting me in my head um, that like, when there's nothing negative coming your way, keeping your mind on the things of Christ, on the things of God, And and then some people will say, well, what about the spiritual attacks and stuff like that? The Bible tells us to count it all joy. That kind of stuff is a blessing for you to endure and go through for the name of Christ. These things, all of these things that you go through have a meaning, a purpose, and a end, an expected end that's going to come from it for your good and to the glory of the Almighty. And that's the beautiful thing that the Lord looks after his. But when you sit here, Jordan is not looking after you. Like Tommy Hilfiger isn't looking after you. None of these people have your best interests at heart. It's, oh, you got got those clothes? That's what I'm talking about. Money in the bank. That's what they do. There's so many different examples of this in the Bible, and we fall headlong for it all the time. The Bible says, um, my people perish from a lack of knowledge. Your understanding of scripture is skewed. So therefore, just because things are wrapped in a different wrapper, that is, like Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. King Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. So they had the Colosseums back in the day. They have the stadiums now. There, there's they, they they had the 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 devil 
worshiping, where do you where you bring your babies over there, like you said, with uh bail. And then like now it's just straight up abortion. There there's nothing different other than the rapping. It's the same mm. things occurring. Right. These same things are occurring. I think I'm gonna transition to family worship. Now this one this one is difficult because it's not a bad thing to take care of your family. What the what the trouble that gets into is when you idolize them. And what a lot of times what I end up seeing in this category is there's a one of the parents is idolizing a child. They have a lot of expectations for the child. And so therefore they've got this 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 quick trip track for the child to do. And they are they are putting their hopes and their dreams on the fact that this child will do well and they idolize that person they 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 make him they make this child out to be uh, a little god to them i mean they worship him they 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 or her or whoever the case may be and a lot of times not a lot of times there's been a couple times in my life where i've seen somebody that has worshiped their child or idolized their child and the lord took that child as a context lesson and that's why i would warn everybody that listens to this don't idolize your kids don't, don't, don't praise and worship them in a way that only belongs to the Almighty. Because what you're doing there is you're stoking the Lord's jealousy. And when he gets jealous, bad things happen. So you do not want to spur God on to jealousy. The fact that you have children is a blessing from him. And they're a gift. And you love them and care for them. But you don't, you don't idolize them. You don't worship them. You don't place them where he belongs. So that being said, I'm going to speak on... Really, it's it's any one of the things you said, all the stuff that you were talking about, all these things will leave you empty and wanting. They're not going to fulfill a need. We've been fooled here in America to think that, you know, the more stuff you have, the better you'll feel or the the happier you'll be. And so you idolize this stuff. It's your God. You have to have the newest of the new. You have to uh, um, have the big house, have the big, the nice cars, all this. But, you know, we could talk about for an hour the idolizing, the idolizing of materials things have to have stuff we got to have the newest of, of things and we're willing to spend buku money on the newest of stuff and that's where our identity is and i think that's the biggest thing you were talking about is what do you have your identity in is it the nice clothes you wear you used to talk about when you went to school you wanted nothing if you weren't wearing these special brand of shoes had to have the hottest shoes to wear because if you didn't have the shoes on you were nobody. And so they valued your identity with what you wore. And that's what people do as well. They value your worth and your value, not by who you serve, but what you have. And so the fact that you have, it means you serve it. And so it has to be Christ. Jesus needs to be, must be, has to be the priority on your life, in your throne. And he will give you everything you need. Seek his kingdom first and his righteousness. And all of these things will be added to you. What is that saying? That means Christ and his kingdom should be the priority, and then he will give you all the other things. But it shouldn't be flipped, and that's what we've done. We flipped it. We worship all the stuff and the things, and we think, if God really loved me, he would give me this stuff. And what it really should say is, if I really loved Christ, I would further his kingdom. But we've got it completely backwards. We think Christ, his love means he's going to consistently shower us with gifts, even though we're, we're disobedient, ignorant. And we don't we don't deserve it. Yeah. I mean, what you said is spot on. Jesus is the answer 
period. And people have a hard time understanding that because they, their, their view on what a Christian is is so skewed from generations of just people putting tradition and and veils on it we like like you said we we can go for days about how there's so many things that we have assimilated into the christian faith that we thought was scripture until we actually got in there and then we realized that a lot of that was man taught nonsense that was added stuff that we thought was in there but it wasn't in there we could go on and on for that Jesus is the answer. If, if like, I'm going to lightly go back to Colossians 3 and 5. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to talk. Like, you know, earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed. This is day to day in people all over. You, this is innate. This is a part of the fall. We can't get away from that if we wanted to on our own there's no way no way we can't always be keeping a track on our mind where every idle thought every idle word is going to come into account we need the almighty to cover down on us we can't do it on our own there's no one good we will never be able to be good enough to get in there on our own no way no way the 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 things that I want to touch on here is again the self made. You hear this all the time. You watch any kind of like uh, uh, radio show, podcast, something like that, where somebody is coming on saying, "Man, I used to be right in your shoes. I picked myself up by my own bootstraps. I, I did this and I did that and I did that, and I packaged it in this book and, and show you how I made." How how I came to where I am, self-made, with nobody there to help me, no nothing like that. Nonsense. Nonsense. Um, Jeremiah chapter 1 and 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Before you were formed in the womb, I knew you. Before you had an understanding of self, you were known. You were created. You're a created being. You're not self-made. You never will be. So you sit there and think, to go to your point about the children worship, you think that once you have a child, you are going to somehow be the driving force that gets this child to be wherever you're trying to be. So many people, so many people live vicariously through their children. Mm-hmm. And well, you I would have been great in high school, but, you know, I didn't have this. I didn't have that, you know, whatever. But now that I have this child, uh, yo, you want to go check tape? I- I'm going to put this kid where I was at, and he's going to see me, and then we're going to ride to the top off of that. All of that is, yes, it's child worship. You're, 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 you're putting your hopes, your, your, your prayers, your, your dreams, your money, your, everything on this, on this horse, to, to, to get you where you need to go. Come on, yeller. Like, that's what you're trying to do. You're, you're, trying, to, you're trying to cash out on the back of your child. You're going to get them where they need to go. They're going to have a good life. And in turn, you're going to have a good life. That self-made thing, that, that worship, that inward worship is so deep before you know it. That's what you said before. You're idolizing your children. You're idolizing your family. 
there you like you're idolizing the family name you're trying to leave a legacy you're trying to do all of these different things when in reality we are here to serve the lord right period that's our job here that's what we're supposed to be doing and because this is all we know it's difficult yeah to, to stay you got it path. Yeah, you got to. You, you, it's it's a it's a call and it's a choice to swim against the current. First um, John five, starting in verse twenty, says, "And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding, so that we may know who He Him who is true, and we are in Him who is true in His Son Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourself from idols. Now, why in the world would John?" put that last part in there right at the end of one of the biggest letters that he wrote. And I have to say that when you start to fall into idolatry, that is the biggest stumbling block to backslide you away from Christ that because it's a, it's a different form of worship. And so if, if your worship is being taken away from Christ, you're going to try to do everything you can to be a part of that all day long, all day long. I heard a story one time uh, of, a, of a pastor I'm, I'm deeply fond of. And he said, you know, I knew this man. He was very zealous for Christ. And as time went on, he really got into stamp collecting and he started to just be consumed in it. And that took away his zeal and his, and his passion for God because he was so enamored with stamps. It can be anything. Anything can be an idol. Anything in your life, whatever it may be. Eating can be an idol. Uh, money can be an idol, uh, uh, cars, your children, you know, tools. We're in the trade, so we, we deal with tools all the time. Money, though, is a big one here in America. And I'm going to talk a little bit about money. Money has so many attributes that can lead you into a place of idolatry. First of all, let's talk about the pursuit thereof. So the fact that you're trying to get money, so therefore, and it's the idol that you want to make please and have more of so much you're willing to do things and you're willing to compromise the things of God in the pursuit of money because it's everywhere. It's everywhere. The American dream is there's multiple ways to how to make money. And so your job can become an idol and it pulls you away from God. You start working on Sundays, you start working double shifts. You used to be a part of a Bible study. Sorry, guys, got to pick up a couple more hours. Got to make this money. Got to do this thing. Now, I'm not talking about work is bad because me and Tyreek did an entire podcast about work. I'm not talking about work being bad. I'm talking about when you start to idolize it and it becomes what is consuming you. There's nothing wrong. We're going to make an honest living and provide it for your family. That's biblical. That's godly. But when you take it too far, it's anything in excess, I believe, is it can be considered idolatry. Whatever you're doing, anything in excess, you can put too much stock in. And it can make you fall. So you have to make sure and you have to regulate what you're doing depending on what is making you fall. You have to have a balance thereof. And so when you're doing something, you have to say, is this starting to consume me? Am I starting to stop doing the things that I know I should be doing? And I'm starting to do more of this thing. And I think that's an important question to ask yourself. Wow. Amen. Well, well said. Praise the Lord. Excess is 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 that that key that just jumped out of there. Like, okay, you're eating, and then you're full. Then you eat more. Now you're a glutton. It's that it's that overage. It's mm-hmm. that it's 
spillover that gets you. That's 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 where we're at. Like you know, you have enough money to take care of your family, but you know, I really want to get that new whatever. I'm not into that kind of stuff. Excess. Why why do you need that? Why do you need that at that price point? I I need others to know mm. that I'm doing it. Like right. it it can, before you know it, you have to constantly do a checkup from the neck up. You have to constantly look at yourself and assess yourself. And people don't do that. People don't do that. No. These phones. These phones right here, they're little idols. And if you don't believe me, look up on your phone how much time you spend with it. This gives you that little weekly report. Oh, you spent this much time on it. When you compare that to how much time you spend with the Almighty, how does it feel now? How does it look now? Because whatever you spend your time on, that's what you value. So do you spend that much time in prayer? You spend that much time in the word. This is convicting for me as well. I'm not sitting here trying to be self-righteous. This is convicting for me as well. How much time are you spending in front of the television, in front of the computer, in front of your phone, wherever? Here we are again. The phone, I believe the phone in our modern day society is, is the main big idol out there. I mean, we can't live without it. We have to have it. If you've ever seen somebody leave their phone at home, they almost have a panic attack. They start to twitch and, you know, do all kinds of weird stuff. Got to get back. Got to get to it. And you can't fight this kind of stuff. Like you, like you said, you have to constantly be aware of your situation, right. which is tiring. My, oh, it's tiring. my wife came to me. Oh, yeah. My wife came to me. It's every bit of work. Understand, we are doulas. We are we are workers for the Almighty. It's going to be work. The right. joy is on the other side. Like, yes, we get to enjoy things here. We get to, but like, we have to understand that our mind has to shift. Now the joy has to come from seeing somebody accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Now the joy has to be, hey, I was glad when I heard them say, let us go into the house of the Lord together. I'm about to go be with the brothers and sisters. Joy comes into that. But you, that, there's so many different things that go into that. Because now our, everybody's claiming to be a brother and sister. <laughs> Lord, yo, you can't go anywhere. Oh, yeah, I believe in Jesus. Do you believe he's the, the only son of God, the, the, the begotten son of God? No. What? Yeah. <laughs> We're in trap. We're in. We're we're circled around, and there's no way. There's just no way. The odds are stacked against us. We we have more against us than we have more going for us if we do not have Christ in, on our side. The Bible says, "If God is for us, who could be against us?" Let that sink in. That 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 means it doesn't matter how bad the situation looks if god is with us and the only way you'll know that is if you were sent you have you're in constant communication you're reading his word you're assuring yourself in it you're you have it written on the tablet of your heart and when it's time that stuff is coming out of your mouth because the holy spirit is bringing it to your remembrance you 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 have to be in here you have to be in here and Mm -hmm. you have constantly looking at yourself 
You have to constantly be looking at yourself, assessing yourself. And you go do good and then come back and make sure you're still in the faith. It's, mm-hmm. it's a constant accountability that you have to be taking of yourself. This walk is not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. I think in closing, I think what I would say to everyone is what's taking your attention? What is drawing you? You know, it, it, what what pulls at you day in and day out that may be an idol in your life. You may be caught in idolatry. And I think it's important every day to assess yourself. Like what Tyreek was saying, you have to assess yourself. You have to have some self-responsibility. You have to uh, look at yourself and, and be honest with yourself. I think that's maybe a very yeah. difficult thing for yeah. people to do. Being honest with yourself and say, hey, look, you know, I, I'm, I'm in a bad way with this. No, I'm not doing well, not doing well with this, because I think it's so. And and one of the problems with this is if you bring it to somebody and they get so upset at you that you brought this, they're not being honest with themselves because they're not acknowledging the very fact that you're able to see into their life and say, hey, look, man, I think that's starting to consume you. Well, how dare you? How dare you say that to me? That's somebody who's not being honest with themselves. So did you have anything you want to say before we go ahead? thing I kind of kind of got taken off in, in that in that zeal there but um as I was saying before right right before I like went off my wife asked me she said if you if you had to leave your phone alone and just complete just put just take your phone and put it away from you and don't use your phone and 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 go out in the world do you think you can do it and that was one of those times I had to be honest with myself and say absolutely not this phone is so intertwined in my day-to-day and how I run my finances and how I look things up and how I get from point A to point B a lot of the times. All of this stuff is so ingrained. It's, it's an attachment to you now. Like, like you're wild if you don't have a smartphone to, in this day and age. We had a conversation and you said you went to a restaurant and they had no menus. You had to scan something and then the menu would be on your phone. Insanity. The, 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 you, can't, you can't look at the world for, from that point of view and not see that Satan's running this. Satan's mm-hmm this he's not finally for sure but he's definitely running this you can't you're in trap you have the world you have the flesh and then you have the enemy all around you you have it all around you you will not stand without jesus christ so i apologize that's literally the last thing that i wanted to say i wanted to finish no. that up we need jesus period jesus yeah. is yeah. period period no apology needed. You know, I, there's no cap. I, I just, guys, we want to bring this kind of stuff to you so you can just kind of, it makes you think and just take assessment of your life, take assessment of how you spend your time. We, we want the best for you. We don't want you to fall into idolatry. We don't want you to fall into maybe a misunderstanding of what idolatry is. And so I, we hope this has helped. And guys, we're so thankful that you were here with us tonight. tonight. And like always, we love you and God bless you.